Before we get to today's episode of Off the Bench on the Wizards Podcast Network, we want to remind you to download the Wizards app as the season approaches. On the go and in the palm of your hand, the official Washington Wizards team app is your mobile home for all things Wizards. Everything you need to know when it comes to game previews and recaps, radio broadcasts and stats, all at the touch of a button. You can even access the Monumental Sports Network and the Wizards Podcast Network with ease. Download the official Wizards team app today. What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. I'm Jackson Filio, joined by Zach Rosen of Wizards Digital and a special guest, a a recurring guest, friend of the pod, uh, Wizards assistant Ryan Richmond. Ryan, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. How are you? I'm I'm honored. I got the friend of the pod uh, nameplate now on my virtual nameplate, so I'm honored. Thank you for having me. It's great to see both of you. Uh, great to hear voices. Yeah, man. I think you earned it. I think this is uh, this is guest spot number three for you, something like that in recent times. I was going to say two or three. Yeah, two or three. So yeah, it's great to be here. So last time, last time you were on, you were go-go head coach. Obviously, circumstances have changed a little bit, and this year you've you've spent uh, the season on the Wizards bench. Take us a little bit behind your current role this season. Yeah, just really, really helping out where I can. I just think. It's been great being back with the Wizards after being with the Go-Go. Obviously, we had some players that were with the Go-Go previous season a lot. Garrison Matthews, who's now doing a really good job playing for the Wizards and, and giving, a, giving us good minutes. And then AP, before he was waived, he was with the Wizards. So, you know, it's been, it's been great working with those guys, but also just working with everyone and, and being back um, in the NBA has been has been a, a really good awakening for me after being a head coach in the G League. What are some of the things that you took from that go-go head coaching experience? Because you've gone back and forth now that, you know, the go-go job was not your, your first foray into NBA coaching. Now that you've moved back to the NBA bench, what specifically did you pull from that role that you've found useful this season? Yeah, I think just seeing what type of, of things that Coach Brooks goes through on a daily basis. And I think just feeling it without having to say it, you know, there's only a few of us that have been head coaches um, and, and just having that role, you, you understand what coach is going through. And, and it's not easy, obviously, on a daily basis, but sometimes a lot of people who haven't had that role don't necessarily know exactly what he's going through, you know, when he's asking questions about who to play, who in the rotation, how can we get better here, how can we get, do better here, you know, just, just those type simple questions. It's great to have a head coach's perspective because I feel like I understand it more, I understand it allows me to be empathetic towards, towards Scotty and what he's going through on a daily basis. And then I will also say just, just being able to just fill in the gaps, know that some of the guys maybe that aren't playing as much need attention and need to be talked to and just, just trying to fill in the gaps there with with those players also. Jackson kind of hinted towards it uh, before of, you know, you went through a lot of stuff in the G league that's kind of happening in this crazy COVID pandemic season with, roster shifting and, uh, you know, new faces, guys getting more minutes than others. How do you feel like your, you know, experience, I mean, Jarrell too, and, and some of the other coaches who've been in the G League, like how do you feel like that's helped at least kind of smoothing out what's been happening uh, with the NBA season? 
Yeah, it's really it's really the same thing that we go through in the G League, just having different rosters every night, uh, not knowing who can practice, who will be with us, who won't. But I, I think it's it's all beneficial. It's all helpful. Um, just just navigating through this particular season, obviously through any season, I think it's helpful. But now this season, it, it, obviously specifically, it's it's really important to to have that background and just knowing as we'll get into in this podcast what you can get into with these players and coaches and how we can help them when rosters are slim and, and everything's just changing on a daily basis. So, yeah, let's kind of dive into it. You, you brought it up. The team is on the road, a little three-game road trip, but you're back in D.C. with, frankly, a lot of the Wizards roster. Um, we, can't, we can't dive into too many specifics with these guys, but talk about what your role is right now in, in helping those guys that are working their way back through protocol get up to speed and get prepared so they can hit the ground running when they are back on the court. Definitely. And it's been, it's really been a, a great experience for me just to see guys coming back from being off really two weeks and, you know, everyone is responding differently. I think that the biggest thing is when they all come in the gym, they're so excited. They're like, welcome back. They're so pumped to be there, but, but really it's just, I'm working with the medical team to, bring them up to speed as effectively, efficiently, but also in an intelligent manner because we have not really seen this before ever, just taking two weeks off in the middle of the season uh, after being in really good shape. So we're trying to get them back again efficiently, but also in a smart way because it can't be all at once. Sometimes the players want it all at once. We as a staff, we want them back all at once, obviously, but it's just it's unrealistic and we have to, we have to do it in a smart way. So that's really my role right now and getting these guys ready. What have you noticed about, you know, them coming back and um, trying to, I mean, they basically couldn't do anything physical for two weeks or, or whenever, you know, they were told not to come to the facility. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing I've noticed through the first few days is just, the first workout is really tough and it, it requires a lot of breaks and, and they have to, they're pushing through it, but it's really tough on, on their bodies just because again, the break, like we talked about, but then the big thing that I've noticed is that second workout is where they really catch even towards the end of the first workout, they catch a little second wind. You know, that's one thing I saw, but then the second workout was a huge step forward. So I'm looking forward to a couple guys today have a second workout. So I'm looking forward to seeing it because because they're going to take another jump forward. And, and it's been great just working with our medical team and just, you know, we have a really set parameter of what we want to get out of these workouts from a high speed run perspective, minutes, jumps like we're very, very in tune and, and we have the computer going as as I'm working them out. So, yeah, it's been, you know there's a lot of things that stick out, but those, those in particular stick out the most. It's kind of a reminder of like how crazy these athletes really are that are in the NBA. Right. Yeah. I mean, it totally is. I mean, we had, you know, yeah, exactly. Not getting into specific names, but it's just really impressive just to see, just to see like in a 24 hour span, the amount that they can endure and take a, a, a physical jump forward where a lot of us would be like, it would take probably, a week <laughs> to get into that they're they're kind of more than, a week, up. <laughs> more than a week for you 
yeah. maybe eight, maybe eight days for you, not, not a week. So you mentioned the collaboration with the medical team. Can you talk about what, like some of the things you guys do to, to blend conditioning, which coach Brooks had talked a lot about, like conditioning first, conditioning first, nothing matters unless these guys can do important basketball things in the fourth quarter. So what do you do to blend the important conditioning? These guys need to get their wind back element of it with you guys haven't shot a basketball in a week plus what would it ball handling all like the basic things that suddenly need the muscle memory needs to kick back in after a few weeks off. How do you blend those two things? Yeah. I mean, I just think for me, it's just trying to find a balance between getting real basketball work in while also getting the cardio in. And what I mean by that is, is going full court in some of our drills, but then breaking it down to half court where they're getting more repetitions. And it's not just about the cardio. Obviously the cardio is the priority, but we also need to get them, like you said, repetitions from a muscle memory standpoint of shooting the basketball, dribbling, just little things like passing and catching, like very simple. But my passes this week have been particularly like difficult and awry, like all over the place because I want to get their hands ready and get them back warming up to, to being able to catch it with one hand, with two hand, with a bad pass, high, low, different passes. So just those little things that, you know, just getting their, getting their feel back. And I think just blending the cardio with also real basketball drills is the key. And then, and then there's a point where we've all done it. it it's no fun. I've been doing it with them, but we just got to get down and backs and we have to just run. We have to sprint. You know, there's no better way to get into basketball shape than, than running on a basketball court. A player we can name, Alex Len, uh, who you worked with at Maryland. I mean, he specifically shouted out you and David Ad Adkins during his, uh, his media, um, you know, the past couple times. What is your relationship like? And, and, you know, we've seen him play already, but, you know, what do you hope to see from him and as he continues to kind of develop? I, mean, I know he's, like, worked on his outside shot more. And, um, I mean, he's a big body down low. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're obviously super close. Um, he was the, uh, he, when I was a GA, I was kind of in charge of helping him get from point A to point B and just kind of taking care of, when I first met him, he knew 20 words of English. So he's come a long way, obviously. And uh, I think he's got a long way to go just in terms of, you know, the, the promise and potential. Still, he's still young. And I think he obviously has made an impact for us in our first game. He's obviously, like you said, he's big. He can protect the rim, he can rebound. He's added an outside shot. Um, but for me, it's just simple, like rebound, rim protection, play hard. I mean, I think that's all we need right now. And and the other stuff will come into, into place as he keeps getting comfortable. But I thought his first game was pretty good. And, you know, there's a couple of things that we talked about that we need to clean up, but overall, good start. Yeah, his debut was he was good and he was interesting to listen to after the game and kind of talk about he, he joined the team. It was so spontaneous, so on the fly, but because of the team situation, he's got to get out there and he's got to play without having had any real experience with these guys. And he's talking about how, look, you just get out there, you set some screens, you move in the flow of the offense and you take advantage of opportunities when the ball bounces your way. What is and, and we kind of mentioned it a little bit with you know you dealing with constant turnover at the G League level and now that's what the Wizards are going through what what's that like for a player and, and what are the the elements of the game where you can just step in and just just move just flow and then what are the things that that we'll see in the next few games 
that he'll start to grasp and, and get a hold of and, and, you know, have some real opportunity for improvement there. Yeah. I would say just, you know, generally speaking, I think he's been in the league for seven, eight years. So it's, it's definitely easier, I would say for him to just come in the game and, and flow, like you said, I mean, I think that's a great word. And that's the beauty of basketball. There's a flow to it that when you're playing the right way and, and guys around you are playing the right way, you can feel it. Uh, I think, I think as we move forward, just the, the detailed intricacies of, for example, screening, screening angles for Russell, screening angles for Bradley, you know, setting, getting those guys open. I mean, that's, that's a big part of his job is to get those guys good shots. Obviously TB was really good at setting good screens, rolling, popping when he could, but really rolling and, and finishing around the rim. So being in the right spots, I think for different personnel, I think will be the next step moving forward. You know, like I, I mentioned that we were on the phone and I was like, Hey, yeah, I thought, you know, Garrison, whatever need to do this. And, and he's like, Alex was like, Garrison, what, what's his last name? Matthews? Is that Matthews? I'm like, yeah, that's Matthews. Like, it's just like, you don't even think about it. They've been together for like 48 hours less or less. And he's just, he's reading the back of his jersey. And I mean, eight years ago, he might not have been able to read the back of his jersey at Maryland, but <laughs> so he's come a long way. But uh, no, I, I, I like, I like that question. It's, it's a great, great point. You mentioned Garrison. I mean, someone you worked with a lot last year. Um, I know he he wasn't really with the go-go, maybe as much as most two-way players would have been. Um, but kind of his evolution and now getting to see him play um, even more due to opportunity. I mean, he really earned it before these protocol stuff happened. But, you know, what have you seen from his evolution and, I mean, his demeanor and, and what he's been able to show? Yeah, I love I love his demeanor, just just the way he's he's grown. And I think one thing to think about with him is when we when we talk, it's always he never worries about his offense just because he knows offensively he's going to be fine. He's just he's really trying to improve defensively. Uh, I think he he had some really good moments on Devin Booker. Uh, you know, I mean, Devin Booker is obviously elite, but just to to be able to stay in front of him. And there's so many times we're watching film and I. I just make sure he realizes like Garrison, you couldn't have done that a year ago. And he looks at me, he's like, yeah, I could have. I'm like, no, you couldn't have, you know, like you really could not have done that. And just, just the growth, like he needs to feel the growth. I mean, offensively, you know, even that shot he shot in front of our bench in the left, in the left corner, like we work on those shots, but there's another thing like to do it in a game and just, just his, his ability just to, to self-correct and be self-aware I think is, is something that makes him pretty special. Uh, obviously what I love about Garrison also is that he doesn't, he doesn't overthink the fact that he needs to shoot and he needs to make and take tough shots. So even like, even those tough shots, he's not going to overthink it. So I think it's important. Like as a shooter, you have to have amnesia, whatever you want to say, you have to have a short memory, whatever the, the phrases are, but, but he has that. So he has a chance to be really, really good for us. Is it safe to say some of that Davis Bertans shot confidence is starting to rub off him? Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. I mean, they, you know, they play similar. We use them in a similar way with uh, wide pin downs and different dribble handoff actions. And one thing I just, just working with him and just talking to him about just being a screener, you know, just being slipping and causing attention. People, teams are going to be locked into him. So it's important that he moves with purpose and he moves like, Almost, you know, 
Duncan Robinson is kind of right now the, the gold standard of the way you move and slip screens and setback screens to get other people and yourself open. So just, just watching film on him and just trying to, trying to pick from, from his game also. So the Wizards are, you know, set for two more games on this road trip. They'll take on Houston tonight, Pelicans tomorrow, and then returning home for Atlanta. We talked a little bit about uh, the different things that guys are going to do to start ramping up. Um, but as the Wizards continue to work through with this, this, this shorthanded group, what on the court should we expect to see over these next few games as they get integrated together? And in yeah. terms of like from, and from an improvement standpoint. I think just finding a, a general rhythm and flow. I know we use the word flow, but just just finding a cohesion. The more that you guys play together, I mean, like the lineup we had, the second unit last game, obviously with Cassius. I thought Cassius did a really good job stepping in and, and making plays uh, in his first NBA game. You know, like that. I think that needs to be said. But but just you know, and he's been working like crazy. Like he's really been awesome just a, on a side note, but you know, that lineup was just totally never, right. Maybe practice together a little bit, maybe. And then they just, they're out there in an NBA game. So just, just finding that cohesion, I think, you know, our guys play hard. I mean, that's, if, if you're not getting the results from a wins and losses standpoint, the play hard level is where you can really, where you can really see that a team is together. And like our guys are fighting, they're together. Like you see the, the comments after the game, like they're fighting, they're together, they're playing hard. And we're just, we're almost over the hump and we're gonna get there. Um, and, and our guys are gonna play better together. So I think that's, that's basically the biggest thing is like the cohesion part of those lineups playing together. No doubt. Well, we'll get you it's out like of us, guys, guys, we're on our third podcast together. We're in good shape, you know, we need a cohesion. <laughs> it takes time. Exactly. First one wasn't as good. The third one, we're great right now. Exactly. <laughs> just, just another parallel between podcasting and professional basketball. <laughs> totally the same. But we'll get you out of here on that one, Coach. Thanks so much. We know we, we talk all the time about, like, the challenges that this team is going through. It's cool to kind of peel the curtain back a little bit and, and get inside what that process is actually like inside the building. So we know you've got a busy day. You're doing important work to get some of these guys ramped back up and ready to play game action basketball. So thanks for taking some time out of your day. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon.